Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. First Corinthians chapter 15. We read verses 3 through 6 together. So I begin today with verse 14. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. It has no substance. It has nothing to back it up. Yes, and we, apostles, are found to be false witnesses. Skip down to verse 17. If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. And then also, if Christ is not risen, those who have fallen asleep in Christ, those who have preceded you in Christ into death, have perished. You will never see them again. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. What difference does it make? Everything. I don't know about you, but I would hate to think that I would have to face the righteous God of all creation still in my sin. Never having been forgiven for my iniquity. I hate to think that 45 years of preaching the gospel would be absolutely futile and worthless. And it's unbearable to me that those that I love, that I have watched precede me in death, there would never be any kind of reunion. I can't bear that thought. But if the resurrection didn't actually happen in time and space, none of those things have any reality to them. It makes all the difference. The Word of God is clear in 1 Corinthians 13 that there are at least three mighty forces that flow out of the heart of God. Love, unconditional, unrelenting, unmerited love. God's agape love. Without the experience of God's love, we have nothing that's of any value. Faith. Without it, there's no connection to God because without faith it is impossible to please Him. And hope. Without hope, everything eventually dies. 
If you give up all hope on your marriage, your marriage will die. If you give up all hope on being able to be physically restored, you are about to pass on into the other realm. When hope dies, everything begins to die. Many people don't need a fix. They need a resurrection of hope. You see, hope is something that is God-given in every person who's born into the world. Well, Mally Francis back there, that newborn. There is something on the inside of her that has hope in it because just like you, we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and God has put a stamp. There is something on the inside of us that cries out for some hope. Hope is the energy, the, the spiritual force of life that energizes us to go forward, to expect more, to keep, to keep meaning, and, and to keep moving in life. It is the, the energy to go on expecting more and greater. And when you lose that, something dies. Hope is deposited in creation, but you see, hope is really connected. It is hooked in to its power source through salvation. You have, through the image and likeness of God, His imprint in your life, you have a certain measure of hope, but you don't plug into the source of hope until you are born again through faith by the grace of God. And then you're plugged into a source of hope. That will never leave you. You can let go of it, but it will never let go of you. People let go of hope all the time. But if you're born again, that hope is on the inside of you by the Spirit of God. And something deep inside of you, regardless of how dark it gets, will not give up hope. It can be diminished. And it is diminished many times through our circumstances. Sometimes we can go through a long, prolonged period. God, when? Long periods of waiting, circumstances, in excruciating pain. And if we neglect to nourish that hope, all of these things will contribute to us at some point letting go of hope. But I want you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I want to show you something. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is not just an event we celebrate once a year. It is a daily celebration. A daily connection. It has substance and purpose. I have mentioned this passage many, many times because Dean and I know what it's like to be in deep seasons of trouble and tribulation and, and pain, and many of you do too. I love it that God uses the Apostle Paul and strips away all the religious talk 
And Paul tells us here in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning in verse 8, We do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we, Paul included, despaired even of life. Has life ever run into you so hard that you didn't want to live another day? Paul is describing a season of life where everything was excruciating. It was painful. There appeared to be no way out. And even the man whom God used to write 13 books of the New Testament said, I gave up on life. So I'm telling you something here today. If you're one of those who beat people up, who are going through depression, you need to repent. You just don't understand. The apostle went through incredible. He despaired of even living anymore. Yes, he says in verse 9, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. Here's why. That we should not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead. Has life ever run over you to the point to where you didn't even know if you'd have the energy to keep on going, much less have a, a reach out for a brighter tomorrow? Has life ever hit you so hard on the highway you've been run over so bad that you are like Paul, you despaired even of life? Why is it that that happens sometimes to God's children. Here's the answer, verse 9, so that we come to the point to where we don't trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. You ever been to a point in your life to where life was so difficult that you didn't know that you could go another day, that you were done? I don't want to preach bad news today, but I want to tell you something that is true. Every single child of God will hit a day, will hit a time or a season that they don't understand, that they don't see any way out. They will hit a time and a season where they will find out that they can't trust in themselves. They find out that nobody, no counselor, no friend, no money, no job, no nothing can fix me. I can't even fix myself. Every one of us will get to that point. And when you get to that point, you ought to lift up your head and rejoice because Him who specializes in resurrections will raise you to the other side. But He rarely does a resurrection until there's a death. Have you come to that point to where you say, God, I've done all I know to do. I've gone as far as I know to go. I am absolutely not able to fix myself and no one else can. I need a resurrection. I am willing to enter into the death of my own self-effort to make it happen. I am willing to enter into the death of the expectations of others. I give myself to you. And if you don't raise me, I'm toast. But I believe that you're the same God who raised Paul. I believe you will raise me.
That is not a weak position. That is a position where out of weakness, God's strength will bind itself to you. His strength is perfected in our acknowledged weakness. Hope. Notice what Paul says. He not only delivered us from so great a death, verse 10, but he keeps on delivering us. It wasn't just a one-time event. Paul understands it now. We couldn't fix it ourselves. We had to trust in God, and he keeps on delivering us. We trust that he will still tomorrow delivering us. You also have a part helping together in prayer for us. God will raise you. Only he can do it. But he's also going to call on some people to assist him through the vehicle of prayer. But if you don't ever admit your need, there's not much anybody can do for you because everybody will assume that all is well with you or you have no needs. You know what? God says if you... I, I, I resist the proud and not to ever admit you have a need makes you proud. It is through the accessing of the resurrection power of God and having the prayer covering and encouragement of others in the body that God chooses to raise us up. Oh, I don't need any of that, Pastor. I am self-reliant. You are going to come to a place in your life where you recognize that you can't fix yourself. The Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 11 says, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Jesus from the dead will grant life and everything that is in the cycle of life into your present mortal body. Your earth suit. You have the very life of Jesus, the resurrected, the Spirit, that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. How'd that happen? Well, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Because God raised his son from the dead, and because his son lives in you in the person of his Holy Spirit, the spirit of God's hope is on the inside of you. You can let go of it, but he won't take it away. Well, Pastor, how do I get better connected to the hope that the Spirit of God has put in me? The Holy Spirit who gives hope will reinforce and strengthen that hope. He'll increase your hope as you partner with him. Let's turn in, in closing today to Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13. <laughs> how does the hope that has been deposited in me by the resurrected Jesus, how does it, is it developed? Before we get there, can I ask you something? How many of you have got something 
that feels like it's about to die and you need a resurrection in some area of your life, raise your hand up. <laughs> Amen. The rest of you might be dead and don't know it. Romans 15, verse 13. Now, may the God of hope, the very nature of God is one of hope. It energizes and causes you to reach forward. Don't let go of it. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. It is your faith that connects to the hope of God. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not by wishing and hoping. Not by your own internal energy to try to make it happen. But by the energy and, and, and the very power of the Holy Spirit. I've heard this all my life. Well, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Let's read that verse again. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound, get more and more developed in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That the God who is full of hope may by His Spirit cause you to increase more and more in hope. Does that sound to you like God would say, just don't get your hopes up? People do that to keep themselves from going through disappointment. Can I tell you something? Hope is a whole lot more important and powerful than temporary disappointment. Put your hope in what God says belongs to you. Put your hope in the one who's already seen tomorrow and already won the victory over anything you have to face. Put your hope in the only one who has the grace to not only get you through, but to cause you to succeed and prosper on the other side. Hope. Pastor, how do I get my hopes up? Number one, worship. What do you mean by that? Worship is the atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is invited and free to work. Did you notice today the word says that we ought to worship Him in spirit and in truth? Have you ever noticed today when you got into corporate worship where the Spirit of God is moving? Have you ever worshiped when you, or, or, or remembered that when you're in your vehicle or out for a walk or in your room somewhere, and there was a time when you began to give God glory and honor and praise. And in a time of personal worship or corporate worship with others, both of which are necessary, your hope surges. You rise up, something energizes on the inside of you. You're willing to go forward and lay hold of that which is ahead. That is hope rising up. And it comes in the atmosphere of worship. Most of us say tr so troubled and so occupied with our mind and with entertainment and with information, we don't ever feed our spirit man. We don't ever worship the Lord in spirit and truth, in private and in public. Personal worship. Lord, teach us to worship. Do you know that I was a believer for many, many, many years? I'd gone through schooling, been to seminary, and out in worship, in ministry for about 20 years, and I didn't even know how to worship. 
Worship will strip you. You've got to lay aside all the prayers because the Lord loves you just the way you are and that facade's not fooling Him. Worship Him. Give Him glory and honor and thanksgiving and praise. You say, well, I'm just a little bit too self-conscious to be free in my worship in front of other people. Well, just get before the get before God in an audience of one and worship him in spirit and in truth. Nobody has to look like anybody else. What else builds the spirit of hope, the word of God? Because you see, that's the express life of God. Jesus said, "The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life." Hope comes through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the one who authored the Word of God, who inspired it, who protected it, who breathes it. The Word of God. Prayer. It is living communication and contact with the Spirit of God. Well, I don't know how to pray. Yeah, you do. You just let your inner man who is connected to the, to the life of Jesus, if you're a believer, then just express your inner man and don't be so con- self-conscious about what the words sound like. The most powerful prayer you'll ever do sometimes is when you don't even know, you, you can't even define the words. The, 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 the word says that the Spirit Himself makes groanings for us with, with groanings that are too deep deep for words and he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is and intercedes to the father according to the will of God can anybody in here go hmm you don't ever feel that way when you're praying you don't know how to pray it's so big it's so big and heavy you don't know what to say you go before God and it's just, hmm, oh. You never been there? Your spirit man is crying out within you. And the Holy Spirit understands. And the Bible says that he intercedes on your behalf to the intercessor, the Lord Jesus, who's seated at the right hand of the Father, and the intercessor intercedes before the Father God Almighty. They know what my mind, my confused mind can't even understand. Hmm. Oh. The development of hope get your hopes up he is the God of all hope and last I want to tell you this the reason you got to get your hopes up is because if you don't your faith won't work well I'm believing God for so-and-so I don't have any hope that it'll happen but I'm trusting God I'm believing that God no 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 Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the assurance, the internal assurance of things hoped for. 
So if your hope isn't working, your faith is being compromised. Hope, listen, hope is the goal setter. It sets the thermostat for what you're calling for. You come into this room and it's hot and uncomfortable, you have hope that that will change. And so you set your hope on something that you don't see yet. And you hope. And when you set that hope, you don't see it yet. But a mighty engine begins to move. And it begins to blow and circulate. And soon there becomes substance to what you're hoping for. Until you hope for something, your faith has nowhere to go. You're hoping that your business will be all right. But if you don't feed that hope with faith, faith comes by and hearing by thee, then there's nowhere for that hope to go. Get your hopes up that God will do what God can do. And let me tell you something, he can raise from the dead. If you just stand on your feet with me today. Oh, I could go on, but I'm not. It's Easter. Would you say this with me? Then we're going to sing before we go. Because he lives. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, you are the God of all hope. Increase my ability to stay in contact with the hope that you've placed in me. I believe on the basis of your word that the resurrection of your son gives me hope and that resurrected Jesus lives in me by the Holy Spirit and I hereby declare that by faith I believe that the Spirit of God will energize me with greater hope fueled by hope Anchored by the word, I declare today that I'm asking you to increase my hope. Legitimate, biblical hope. Not wishful thinking, but substantive, real hope by the power of the resurrected Jesus. For my business, for my body, for my family, for my relationships, for my finances, for everything for my children, for my loved ones. Grant me greater hope by the power of the resurrected Jesus. Let's sing it together. And because he Son Jesus from 
you glory in honor and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Well, we bless you this Easter. We hope this holy day will be a mighty blessing and a new, a new urge on the inside of you to lay hold of greater hope. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next week. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.